as though dead. When God comes in contact with man, things change. When God encounters man and man encounters God, things change. And that's what we're looking for in our life. We're looking for an encounter with God that will change us from the inside out. So often as Christians, we fall into the trap of being changed from the outside in. Let's get our works together. Let's get our act together. But when we come in contact and have a real encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, things change and we begin to change. When we get into those moments where we're face to face with God, we fall at His feet as though dead. Because no flesh can see the face of God and live. God wants to have an encounter with each and every one of us. This morning I want to talk about the encounter and it's this Peter, Paul, and Mary. Sounds like a good song by Peter, Paul, and Mary. The encounter. I can see them playing and singing together about the encounter. But I want to talk about Peter, Paul, and Mary this morning and how each of them individually encountered God. So at this point I hope we're getting our mind off of the folk singers and we're thinking about the apostles and Mary, talking about Mary Magdalene. They each, along with so many people, but I chose them because of of their lives and the different things that happened in their lives as they encountered God. Plus, I liked Peter, Paul, and Mary. It's kind of fun. Each one of them encountered God through their lives like so many other people, and each one was changed. But they weren't just one-time encounters with the Almighty God. Church, in in, in these days that we are living, we need, I need, a radical encounter with God. We cannot continue on and survive with church as it's been for some of us and it's been for so many. We don't need an encounter with another church building. We don't need an encounter with another sermon or another life group, but we need an encounter with Almighty God Himself. We need to press through all the junk that keeps us back, including churchianity. Press in to see Almighty God and encounter Him. Let the power of God stir up in our lives that as after we've encountered Him, even as we'll see in the lives briefly this morning, the lives of the apostles, that we would go and change things as we would go into other places. We need an experience, an encounter with Almighty God. You know, Peter, old crusty fisherman, Jesus first encountered him by the sea as he was fishing, and he called him to be one of his own. And the life of Peter is one of your lives, at least in this room. You know, Peter was impetuous. Peter was just one of those guys you don't know if you want to be with, because he just might do something crazy like cut off the ear of the high priest guard. Peter was one of these these guys that that was just zealous. And and I bet you he was zealous as a fisherman. I bet you he was just zealous in his life. And he, he encountered Christ. And that zealousness went right into his relationship with Christ. And he became zealous for the things of God. Now, Now, the thing with Peter is he was like some of us in here. He was wavery. 
you know, zealous people sometimes, you know, they go, wow, man, he really believes in his cause. And then a week or two later, like, what happened to him? Well, it was Peter. Peter was the one who denied Christ. Lord, I'll, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll never deny you. Yet we see him in his life denying Christ. And he encounters the Lord once again in forgiveness. And he's reunited with Christ in his relationship. Peter encountered Christ time and time again. He was never perfect. But he pressed through, even into later in his life when he was rebuked. He kept pressing back. God, I need to encounter you. And his life was marked with power, with ministry to the world. We need to be, some of us have that personality. We need to be those Peters, the zealousness of Peter. There was Paul. Paul first had an encounter on the, on the Damascus Road, but I believe that Paul encountered Jesus in, in and through the life of Stephen. In Acts chapter 7, as Stephen being full of the Holy Ghost, a deacon. He wasn't one of the apostles. He was given the, the, the service or the duty of serving bread as a deacon. And right after this, we see Stephen preaching and full of the Holy Ghost. Now, we know that Stephen had an encounter with, with God. But in that moment, he was preaching and telling the Jews about his Jesus. And there was a young man named there, Saul, who encountered Jesus through Stephen. And it wasn't long after that we see in Acts chapter 9, Paul, Saul at this point on the road, he gets knocked off his high horse, blinded, and he encounters face to face the living God. And, and I find it really interesting that in that moment when he's knocked down and he hears a voice, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? That Saul actually has the, the gall to say, who are you? He's trying to hold on still. He's going around persecuting Christians under the name of Jesus, those who call on Jesus. And the light from heaven knocks him down. Why do you persecute me? And and he's going to hold on just a little bit longer before he, he gives up. Lord, who are you? Jesus, who you persecute. You know, it's really hard to kick against the goads. We go, that's such a strange line for us today, isn't it? It's hard to kick against. The goad was a, a spike and, and it was used for, for farming. And, and who wants to kick against a spike? Foot injuries hurt, don't they, Linda? <laughs> it's hard to kick against those things that are going to poke you and pierce you. Yet Saul was doing that. And, and he had an encounter with God and says, no more. And in that moment, that encounter with God changed forever. The life of Saul and the life of the church as we know it. Saul becomes Paul and, and really evangelizes half of the known world through his letters, through his travels. 
Saul had a one-time experience with God and then countless others through his life. I don't believe any of the disciples, any of the apostles, any of the great people of faith had a one-time encounter and then stopped. But over and over and over, they were pressing in and encountering God. When was the last time that you had an encounter with God? We have to press through. There's so much stopping us today. And then Mary. Mary, the story with Mary is so precious and special. We, We know just bits and pieces, but as you read, you find that Mary was delivered. Her first encounter with Jesus, she was delivered from seven demons, the Bible teaches. That's some pretty heavy stuff. And God had a radical encounter with Mary in that beginning. And He freed her and her sins were forgiven. And she saw Him. And then the life of Mary, for the rest of the New Testament, for the rest of time, we see broken Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus. Every, every time we see her, she's, she's kneeling at the feet of Jesus, crying, breaking the alabaster jar of nard upon His feet and anointing His feet, this costly perfume, this nard, and wiping His feet with her hair. The hair is a symbol of beauty, and feet were really dirty. I mean, really dirty. Who wants to wash somebody's feet with your hair who's just walked through the horse stall? They were walking through some pretty dirty streets. And Jesus came into the house of Simon. And that's when she, this sinner, was allowed to touch the Master. She was at the feet of Jesus, weeping. Giving all that she had, her her cost and her beauty and saying, I I love you. But she had already encountered Jesus. She knew who He was. We find her another time in the house with Martha, her sister, and Lazarus sitting at the feet of Jesus. And of course, we know the story, Martha. Martha, Martha being so busy, taking care of all the needs. Mary just sitting at the feet of Jesus. She wanted, she needed to encounter Him. She couldn't go back to the life that she had lived. She couldn't go back into the demonic possession and oppression that her life was plagued with. So she continually sat at the feet of Jesus because she had been radically changed by an encounter with God. We need that encounter. And most of us most of us in this room have had that encounter, but maybe not all of us. There could be some in this room who, who have never truly encountered the living, saving, redeeming, freeing, liberating power and presence of the living God. But she had and she worshipped Him and she loved Him, and she knew that there was no better place than being with Him. And you find her at the, at the cross. You find her at the tomb. She was there. 
she loved God and wanted to continue to encounter Him. You know, Peter, Paul, Mary, three individuals, three unique people, three unique giftings, but they all encountered God. You know, thinking of Peter, he, he first encountered the Christ and he, and he watched Him and through their relationship he saw the Lord reveal Himself. And after Jesus ascended, Peter with the other apostles, they were up in the upper room because Jesus said, I've got something for you to do, but you need to wait until you're endued or clothed with power. You need to wait because I've got something more. And so the, the apostles, the disciples, the 120, they go to the upper room in the book of Acts and they wait for God until what happens? They encounter Him again in and through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and Peter's changed again. And he preaches to the multitudes and thousands are added to the church. Peter encounters the Christ. All those waiting, they were waiting on God. Waiting on Him saying, Lord, we need to encounter You. We need to encounter You. And they did. Because when God shows up, things change. We really need a change. We need a change personally. We need a change corporately. The body of Christ needs to not just be a, a great organization in the world that feeds people and helps people. And isn't that great that they've, they've found church and they're, they're not drinking anymore because they found the church. We need to be a changed people who've encountered God. Who when people look, they don't just say, well, that's a kind of neat organization. And did you know they fed a few people at Thanksgiving and they've got some of those alcoholics and drug addicts and they're doing just such a nice little work over there. Let's just, you know, we, they need to be saying, what is going on up there? Lives are changed. People are set free. Things that don't happen in the natural. They need to see the power of God through an encountered people. When you encounter God, your philosophies change. He's got a, an amazing way of doing that. Again, Peter, he's praying and he's a Jew and he's, he's zealous for the things of Judaism, though he's found Christ. And God confronts him as he falls into his trance-like state and God brings down the sheet of animals and things that Peter was not supposed to eat. And even his philosophies. Though he was saved, he encounters God again. And God gets a hold of him in a new way. That's what many of us this morning need. We need that additional encounter. One more time, God, encounter us right now. Change our philosophies that aren't of you. We're holding on to some really deep theological and religious philosophies this morning that might need an encounter with Almighty God. Will we seek Him until we receive those things? Are we open if He comes and says, listen, I'm going to deal with you about this area. But God, it's part of my faith. I've been taught these things since I was just a little guy. No. I'm going to change your philosophy. I'm going to encounter you today. And things will change. It's a little scary. We have a lot of man-made philosophies. We have a lot of things that we hold on to and 
What if God starts shaking those things and questioning them just a little bit and says, are you really fulfilling my call to you today? Are you doing and being all that I've called you to be? We want to encounter the living God. As God was stirring this this process up in me, and, and, and it's not a message, it's a process. It's this life I want to live. He's challenging me. When's the last time you encountered me, son? It's easy to go on the daily routines. It's easy to preach from a a reserve. It's easy to live in the things that you've known. If you've been a Christian for any length of time, you know that you can sit down and and give a Bible study. You can sit down and help people know, know the Bible better and yet not encounter the living God. He wants a freshness. He wants to stir us up. He wants to bring back the things maybe that have made us uncomfortable. You know, when you have a word in the church or a tongue or these things, they happen, they get to be a little uncomfortable. I don't know about you, but every time, and I'm praying for these things to happen, and I want to see a word, and I want to see a scripture, and I want to see a prophecy, and I want to see a song in the Spirit, but I tell you, I'm going to confess something. Every time somebody opens their mouth, I get a little afraid. Can I just be honest? Oh, Lord, what are they going to say? Then we pray, God, is that from you? Or is that a leftover from pizza last night? (laughs) But are we willing to press in and to wait on God? I imagine that some of you, when the music begins to slow down and you're waiting for the next song and they don't start it, you go, what are we doing now? As they play their little music. Come on, let's go. Let's get on to the next song. Are we willing to wait and encounter God in a new way? We have to be ready for the God who doesn't work according every word to the Scripture. And right now you're going to say, wait a second, Pastor, that sounds like heresy. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. In the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, these are the things that I read that says that they... They spoke in tongues. They were accused of being drunk, and I imagine what that, what that was. But the, the biggest thing happening in the pouring out at Pentecost was that they spoke in tongues. Is that correct? Everyone heard in their own language, and people were saved. Peter says, this is to fulfill what the prophet Joel said. You go back to the book of Joel, Chapter 3, and it says, In the last days, I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men will see visions. Old men will dream dreams. Do you know there's not one instance in Joel chapter 3 or any part of the book of Joel or any part of the Old Testament that says they're going to speak in tongues? How can the book of Acts fulfill something that wasn't stated? Because God is not bound to do only the things written as long as they don't change His nature and His character and the overall Word of God. He didn't say they would speak in tongues, yet they did, and they said this is a fulfillment of that. 
There wasn't a prophecy, there wasn't a seeing a vision, and there wasn't a dreaming of dreams. What was fulfilled was the Holy Spirit poured out upon all flesh. What does the Holy Spirit want to do in our lives today? Let's not be bound and have a religious spirit or even a, 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 a theology that can't be broken by an encounter with God. I'm not saying an encounter with a forfeit or, or, or counterfeit. An encounter with Almighty God. He wants to do some new things. He wants to shake us up and He wants to get us out of our comfort zone. And it scares me. I've been to some churches that do some interesting things. I've seen some, some dancing and that, that was hard at first. And I've seen some roaring or I guess I've heard some roaring. That was a little interesting. I'm seeing painting happen happening a lot. Have you seen painting yet? Painting in the Spirit or painting for Jesus? That's a little interesting. Part of the worship um, moment. Is that okay? Can God move in a new direction? Can He put an anointing or a direction to give a... Uh, uh, just just inspire somebody to paint something? We say, well, I don't know about that. We're, see, we're okay now with a song. We had a, so a so we had a song in the Spirit this morning. That, that, we've gotten used to that over the years. That's okay. So some arts are okay and some are not. What if God wants to do something a little out of our comfort zone? He wants to encounter us and change things and shake us up a little bit. Let's press in. Let's pray for ourselves. Let's pray for those around us. I was thinking about, about Paul. I thought, you know, he, he had an encounter with God and he didn't ask for it. And he, he didn't want what he got. Why, where did that come from? And I remember Jesus' words. Jesus says, pray for those who persecute you. And I realized that Saul was persecuting the church quite a bit. And I just got this glimpse of some prayer meetings happening. Oh God, touch Saul. We don't like him. But your word says to pray for those that persecute you. So would you get him? Would you bless him? Would you touch him? It's extra biblical. But I believe people were probably praying for Saul. And he encountered God. There's those in your life, those that you know that need encounter with God, pray for them. Pray for them. God, get a hold of them. Get a hold of them. Help them to encounter you. There are people in your life that you cannot see changing no matter how hard you try. Amen? Can we just, you know, we, we might put on a good face and most of us, we, you know, we're praying for them, but, but if we really get real, we're, there's something in us going, I just don't think they're ever going to change. See, there's that guilty laughter. Yeah, we just confess that and say, you know, God, that's in our thinking, but we're going to pray for them anyways because you can get a hold of them and they might encounter you. 
But see, our problem, our, our, we're, we're so limited in our thinking because we think that, well, even if, even if they find Christ, will they really change? When people encounter God, things change for real. But it's not just a mental ascent. They need a real encounter with God. We need to pray for them. What about ourselves? Peter, Mary. We see them spending time with Jesus. They weren't happy with just a one-time encounter with Almighty God. There were some other accounts that you see these people, they go, man, man, they encountered God, but the, their names are never there again. You get, what did they do? Did they ever, did they follow Him? But, but Mary, she encountered God. She was a worshiper. She stayed close to Jesus. Right by His feet. Waiting for Him. Listening to Him. Loving and worshiping Him. We need to take that approach. Spend time with Him. We need to encounter Him freshly. Some of our problems is that we've encountered Him. We were changed by Him. We know we're Christian. And now our lives are eh. And we, we just, what's, what's going on? Have you encountered Him lately? Are you pressing in to encounter Him? You know, yes, there's valleys and there's mountains and there's those seasons. But you know, mountains don't happen without encountering Jesus. They don't happen. We need an encounter. We need those fresh times where we press through. Be like Mary. Sit at His feet. Peter. He was a nut. He just, he was zealous. He was, he was a little off, I think. I just, yeah, there's, there's a lot of saints I've, I've met that are just a little off. It's, it's okay to say amen. Just don't look at anyone when you say it. <laughs> No, no going, amen. But there's just some people in the church that they're just a little off. Man, let's never give up. Let's press in like Peter. It feels like the AC may have turned on. And uh, you want to check the temperature a little bit? You just did it, thanks. People are getting their jackets on. We're in trouble. But be like Peter, you know. I don't want to step on toes, and well, maybe I do want to step on toes because we just have to. We have to do some growing. We have to do some encountering. And you know, one of the things about Peter. Can you imagine being called Satan by Jesus? I, I am sorry. I think most of us would leave the church. <laughs> Can we just be honest? We, we're, you know, we get offended when somebody doesn't like our potluck dish. <laughs> get behind me, Satan. <laughs> Rebuked by Jesus. How many of us would have such a grand failure as denying Jesus, fulfilling the prophecy before the cock crows three times, denying him?
coming back face to face with him, most of us would leave. And we would leave in guilt and we would leave in shame and the enemy would win and that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to fail and then quit because we feel so bad about ourselves. He says, no, be like Peter. If you fail, get back up. And Peter failed big. And some of you can say, amen. Some of you have failed and failed big. And maybe right now you're living in the, in the results of a failure. Be like Peter and says, man, I, when I fail, I fail big. But I'm going to be like Peter. I'm going to press through. And I'm going to find him. And he's going to get a hold of me. And Peter, who started out being Sandy, and that was his name, meant turned into the rock. It took some time in Peter's life. Press through. Don't give up. Be zealous for God. You know, people who make big failures, they're usually those same people. They're zealous. They're just, rah, bigger than life. But they make and do incredible things for the Lord because they, frankly, they just don't care much. And they say, I'm just going to do it. And they'll go out and try something great for God. Encounter God. Press through. Be like Jesus. Be open to His rebuke. Be open to His challenge. Don't give up. Be like Paul. Some of you have been tested in the desert, been bitten by the viper and shipwrecked and beaten and flogged. That's how you feel. You're living the life of Paul. Be confident. Be bold. God is going to work miracles through your life. Keep being confident in Him. Don't give up. Don't shrink back. Thank God that Paul didn't. He... He could have given up a few times on his journey. You know, I read, I read the list as he even talks about his list of things, shipwrecked, beaten, 39 lashes, twice, three times. But he kept going forward. It's bold. Because he had encountered God. He didn't encounter... See, before encountering the risen Christ, he had only encountered religion. He knew his religion, but he had an encounter with God. Without that encounter, we're going to fall back. We're going to shrink back. This isn't a huge commercial for the encounter weekend and coming in two weeks. but it could be. You can encounter God at home. You can sit at the feet of Jesus at home. And you should. We should. You can encounter Him in a celebration. You can encounter Him in a lot of places. You should be encountering Him in your life groups. But one of the places we can encounter God is is what's coming up in just a couple of weeks. On on Friday, November 30th and December 1st, if you can be there, and some of you have attended the encounter, I don't want you to go, oh, it's the encounter. I want you to think it's another opportunity to encounter God. Because we're going to set apart 30 hours of our lives to pray, to worship, to seek Him, to open up our hearts to get healing and freedom. Saturday night, we're going to spend the whole evening worshiping and praying and praying for people to be filled and baptized in the Holy Spirit. 
30 hours to encounter God. Can you encounter God other places? Absolutely. But this is one that you definitely can encounter God. If you can be there, I, I want to encourage you to do that. Why don't you encourage us to be looking for those opportunities to gather together with other saints and pray for one another and, and worship. And I, I, there's such a strength that can come. And it can be a strength for good and a strength for, for bad when you gather with people. I mean, it really can. There's, when two or three are gathered in His name, there He is in the midst. And when two or three are gathered outside of His name, there He isn't sometimes. You know, we have to turn our hearts to Him, but gathering together with the saints to seek Him, to pray for one another, to confess sins, to pray, those things need to be happening in your life group and on the side. We need to do another encounter with Jesus. Last weekend, the youth went to acquire the fire, and, and the, this year was the relentless pursuit. And I talked with the junior high on, on Wednesday night. I had the opportunity to lead the junior high cell that we have here, Life Group, on Wednesday. And we talked about that relentlessness, that relentless pursuit. And, you know, never take anything for granted with kids. You know, they attended this relentless pursuit. And I said, what does relentless mean? And they kind of looked at me going, uh, a couple of them had it. But we, we gave some examples, you know, it's just never given up. And, you know, the relentless pursuit of God is is a two-way street. It's the relentless pursuit of God towards His people. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. He gave His Son. He loves us and He pursues us. And there's also that thing that we need to pursue Him relentlessly. You know, Mary and John and those who followed Jesus along the Passion Road and ended up at the cross, they were, they were taking a risk to be identified with the thief, the, the, the thieves up there and the liar, Jesus Christ. But they had a relentless pursuit and she went there early the first thing to anoint him at the tomb. It's relentless. Just press through. Press through. And just with the youth just went through and in just a few minutes, we're going we're gonna to hear from, from them and hear some stories and testimonies. And, but before we do, I want to pray because the mood's going to change in just a second because youth are coming. We need to pray for ourselves. We need to pray for these youth. We need to pray, God, God, we need an encounter with you. Lord, we don't need another encounter with a Bible study, an encounter with a sermon, an encounter with a, a worship team unless you're in those things and we can encounter you through them. God, we need to be changed by your presence. Our flesh needs to be mortified. You need to be exalted. And we need to see you. And we need to see your glory, God. Help us. God, cause our hearts to change. Cause our hearts to stir up within us this morning. God, there's those of us who've been sitting in a chair like this for years and years and years, and maybe they're cold. They're just a little, they're tired, and they, they haven't encountered you, and they haven't seen you. 
God stir that heart that says, I'm going to press through. I'm going to encounter the living God. God, through a, through a challenge like this, you're going to call some people in here to fast. To, to set apart days or hours to, to seek your face specifically to encounter you, God. Give us resolve, strengthen us that we might do that. That we might be changed. And God, as we would gather together with other saints throughout the week in our life groups, through our times where we gather with just one or two other friends, let that encounter begin to light the fire in other people. God, let it be full of the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. God, right now there are maybe those in this room who just don't care. God, for whatever reason, they're just at that end. Get a hold of them and touch them this morning with hope. Just warm their heart. Let them see hope power and change in you, God. Don't let anyone leave here, God, unaffected. God, I do pray, and only you can do this, that you would stir hearts supernaturally. That each would say, God, I want to encounter you in a new way. I want to draw one close step, one step closer to you. I want to grow closer to you, God. I want to encounter you. Let it happen. God, and I thank you for some of us. Lord, you're just going to blow our minds. Thank you, God. We think of those, God, that you're putting onto our hearts or into our path, Lord. Get a hold of them and let them encounter you. And specifically, God, we pray for our youth. Lord, those who were able to go, God, to acquire the fire. God, some of them encountered you for their very first time. For some, maybe it was another encounter. For some of them, it was just this loud music and a fun time. Get a hold of them. Let them encounter you. Let their lives truly be changed. We thank you for the testimonies, for the things that we're going to hear now, God. We give you glory and praise. Never be the same. That's our prayer, God. We don't want to be the same. Let our youth also be changed by their time, their encounters with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's change the atmosphere a little. (laughs) You know, I'm really excited about everything that happened last weekend, but I just want to say as I start off that, you know, we do live in a society that um, uh, kind of teaches us to be very accusing of other people and why things happen. You know, we we want to place the blame somewhere else. Why did this happen to me? And sometimes we turn around that and we turn it right back to God. 
and uh, <clears throat> when we have things in our lives that come up against us, and we we go to we say, "Why God? Why God is this happening? Why are you letting this happen? Why is this?" And um, I feel like in in this in this time that we had together, when we're we're saying we're going to pursue God, and God's relentlessly pursuing us. And Pastor Rob mentioned that it kind of goes the other way too. We need to relentlessly pursue God ourselves. Um, we need to stop sometimes going to God and say, "Why God? Why God?" and start changing that perspective a little bit and say. What God? What 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 do you what do you want me to get out of this? Why not? Why is this happening? But what is it that you want me to see in this moment? What do you want me to receive out of this? Because I don't believe God's going to be sitting there waiting to smite people. And, you know, He's so far away, He can go like this and squish, you know, smite. I don't think that's the that's the deal. The, um, but God's wanting us to relentlessly pursue Him and say, God, I, I don't understand this, and can you help me understand? Help me see Your perspective on this. And what's so awesome about the, this this event last weekend is that we were we were challenged. Uh, with the scriptures um, in Hebrew that says, God re- uh, dil- rewards those who dil- diligently pursue and seek after him. And uh, that could be expected. You know, when we diligently go after something, we can expect rewards from him. And, uh, you know, this might be a good plug for, for offering. We didn't do offering. <laughs> um, <yeah>. No. <laughs> but uh, we, I went to a youth pastor breakout meeting, and the guy in there was talking um, about people that, that give and, and they do it, and, and they, you, we might see other people give and be like, oh, I know what he's doing. He's just giving. He's giving his money away. Why is he doing that? And, and, uh, but we can expect the reward out of that. And the Bible says you know, that a man sows that he shall reap as well. So we could expect that reward to come back and be like, yeah, I, you know what? I'm giving into the kingdom, and I'm going to reap a reward that's going to that's gonna blow my mind. It might not be in the, monetary, but um, he says that it'll come back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and overflowing. And... Um, why am I saying all this? I, I just want to, I want to say to those of you that, that helped bless the ministry and the, the time that we had together and helped sponsor and send kids out uh, to expect that reward to come back to you ten times fold. I, I don't know what God has in store for you, but it was awesome for us, and a lot of lives were changed. Um, now, I'm going to show a video of what, uh, some of the things that happened up here, um, but I want you to know that I was there. <laughs> I'm not in the hardly, I think I'm in one picture on this, but that's kind of the, the benefit of you know, being the leader. You don't, you know, you're the one usually taking the pictures. I usually take a step back, and I don't want anybody else to be distracted by taking pictures of what's going on. I want them to experience it and have that encounter. So um, would you guys just uh, turn your attention up here? And pa- uh, Matthew put this together for us in a sh- short amount of time. He did an incredible job. So thank you, Matthew. Let's check it out. I'm only ever gonna be a 
was just really good. And I learned that God accepts you for whoever you are. That's my thing. Big, small, short, tall. Matthew for putting that together for us, Matthew. That was awesome. Thank you, bro. <laughs> if you went to a quiet fire with us, could you stand up real quick or real shortly, or real longly? Okay, we have four or five in here, six, seven, eight. Awesome. These guys really uh, did a great job. Zane and Kaja back there. Yes. They did. They helped out uh, tremendously with the, uh, they were room monitors, they were uh, small group leaders, and um, just had an incredible time. Um, those, those of you that went, do you want to say anything? Yeah. <laughs> Come on up. This is my This is Mike, guys. Give it a warm hand to Mike. Okay, Matt, you you and Brian are coming up too. You're best support. Oh, thank you. Like the the academy. Oh wait, wrong setting. Um okay. Well, well I learned is God accepts you no matter what you look like, what you smell like, everything. So all you ladies over here spending 30, 45 minutes on your makeup, God's over there like, why aren't you praying? Just why aren't you praying? Oh, I see you're doing your eyeliner. Now thanking me for that. You know, without me, you wouldn't even be putting that on. All you guys over there complaining about work. It was hard. God's like, you weren't praying through it. You would have enjoyed it if you prayed. But No. I'm just over here, and you're over there. Not even thinking about me. Okay. okay, I got you. I'll remember that. And all you kids over here, I got so much homework. You weren't praying through it. I see you, Zach. 
over there homeschooled and everything. Not know what homework is. It's just work to you. Yeah, technically it is. <laughs> yeah, the principal told me to take out the trash. She's also my teacher. And the person that cooks my dinner. You should thank her. You just thank your parents. Just right now, just thank them. Thank them. You see? <laughs> now you're happy. You see? I'm making everyone happy. Matt. Don't you have something to say? Ed, don't you have something to say? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, at Acquire the Fire, we all learned something. And my friend Brian over here, he's pretty shy. Say hi, Brian. Brian, do you want to say hi back? I just said hi. Hi, how you doing? There, there, see? See, was that so hard? I'll accept you for who you are. Okay, I don't, but the rest of us do. Okay, well, guess it's Brian's turn. Um, so going going to acquire the fire last week uh, was really exciting, um, and I just felt really uh, into it and really um, connected to God at that given moment, and. Uh, I pulled up my iPod, and I felt like pulling up my Bible in church today. And I found a scripture that's actually really relevant to the whole situation. Um, Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. Uh, now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all the generations forever and ever. Amen. Um, and just going there was uh, more than just music and fun. Um, when you when you go, you think that oh, it's just going to be a concert. Uh, we're going to have some worship, get connected, and you really do get connected. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of spiritual connection to God. Um, felt really special that evening and day. I, and I have to follow up that. I mean, geez, you give me the hard job. Just kidding. Uh, well, um, <laughs> yes, we all know that, Michael. <laughs> all right. All right. So um, I just, I, I loved um, spending the weekend with these guys. You know, they're crazy, and it's just we had a lot of fun. And it's really true, you know. You, Brian was just totally right when he says you really connect, you're able to connect with God in that situation. Um, for me, I think my favorite part about ATF is um, the worship. You know, um, one of the main songs we said, sang was, um, it says, you won't relent until you have it all. My heart is yours. And I just love that moment when everybody, there's the, where we, ATF this year was at the Rock Church. And we went down to that event. And it's the church seats about 1,500 people, no, at least at least 1,500 people, and so you know we pack they pack that church out, and so when you hear 1,500 youth crying out with everything in them, you won't relent until you have it all. My heart is yours. 
it just it's amazing to me i love listening to that and it's just i'm like oh my gosh lord with 1500 people we you know youth who surrender their lives to god we can change the world so man i'm excited for our gosh so um <laughs> sorry inside joke anyways so um uh, man, I'm really excited for the next coming weeks and the coming months where um, where the youth were, um, one of the things we were challenged through the weekend was take advantage of every opportunity that God gives you um, to share your faith, to be there for others, and just to share the love of Christ. So, you know, I ask for us, for you guys as a body, as us a body, that you would pray for us, that we would, God would give us the strength and the courage to be able to sh- take advantage of every opportunity and share the love of Christ wherever we go. Um, so thank you so much for sending us, for supporting us, and for all your prayers. Thank you, guys. <laughs> well, the, the, one, <clears throat> the, the one in the blue is sick like I am, so we're, try, we're trying to push the, we're pushing the envelope as it is. So, <laughs> but, um, you know, I've always been really strong on this, uh, this principle that the more we seek after God, uh, the more the things of the, uh, of the world fall off. And we don't we don't need them anymore. They just kind of they're just not there anymore because our pursuit is after God. And uh, after this weekend, we down at the beach we had worship time on the beach. Um, and as we wrapped it up, it was Veterans Day. A drum band started practicing behind us. It was it was just kind of a cool atmosphere. You know, it's like we heard this marching, you know, triumph, you know, thing going from here after we were done. Um, but at the beach, I think we when we all prayed for each other, kind of sealed it with this prayer together in unity. Um, that we are all like spurring each other on now to to follow and go after God with a you know to take every opportunity to pursue Him, and um, so it's really exciting to go from here and see where the youth take it because like you like Matthew said it could we could change the world if we all just do one thing and follow after God, and then we're all our pursuits are going to be godly, and so we're excited about going from here and going forward. So thank you everyone for everything that you've done. You prayed and supported us. Um, keep praying. It doesn't end here. It's going to go on. It's going to keep spreading. Amen. Thanks, man. <laughs> Guess which one's the comedian? And, you know, I, I, I also just want to open up. If, if, if you see this, you know, your heart's tugged. You just get tugged on uh, when you see the youth. That, that might be God calling you to help, and, and they need help. Um, Tuesday nights, um, you know, they need drivers. Some of these youth would love to come to church, but they have no ride. And so even on Sunday morning, uh, if there's something you want to be involved with the youth, whether it's driving next trip, being a chaperone, you talk to Ed and uh, and get involved. He needs prayer support so much, so we want to give that opportunity. And, and as, as we are kind of leaving and closing today, we're just going to receive the offering in the offering boxes at the back, which that's what they're on the wall for. And so as, as we go, we want to give unto the Lord and, and just thank him for, for his provision in our lives. Um, and uh, so let's just pray for the offering and, and be dismissed. God, uh, it's just, it is exciting to hear from these, these young people, God, and, and know that, that something happened in their lives. I pray that you would sustain it. And God, you would help us to, to embrace the youth, to uh, pray for them. To, uh, to cause us to grow as a family, Lord. Uh, some of these youth might even come from uh, troubled or broken and 
families. God, help us to be the body of Christ. Lord, as we give into the offering today, Lord, we know that we're, we're sowing into kingdom works. God, we ask that you would bless the offering. Lord, that you would multiply, continue to do the works in this body and through the ministries that we support around the world. God, we, we love you and we, we do. We surrender all, including our, our finances to you and just ask God that you would lead us and guide us in our giving, lead us and guide us as we leave in our conversations with others. All the things that we do, we want to surrender and give all to you this morning, Lord Jesus. God, and we just bless your name. Amen. Amen. Encounter two weeks. Be praying for those that are going through Encounter. Do we have the clipboards in the back? There will be clipboards for sign up for the Encounter on the, the uh, table in the hallway. If you didn't get a chance to sign up, we want to see you there at Encounter.